and welcome to another episode of Trash or Treasure, the podcast where Kim and Amy bring you spoiler-free recaps, reviews, and recommendations for whatever we read this week. And Amy, what did we read? We read, well, we listened to Mm. Murder in Mesopotamia by Agatha Christie, but we went out on a little bit of an edgy ledge. I don't know if that metaphor works. An edgy ledge. And we did the radio play. So it's the book but adapted by the BBC as a radio drama. Yeah, that's true. Would you like me to do the spoiler-free recap? I was going to try it. I am happy for you to try it. It'll be, be my guest. You, you can sack me whenever you feel like it. I would never do such a thing. Okay. Go. So this is set, as per a lot of Agatha Christie mysteries, in the 1930s, and it takes place, unsurprisingly, in Mesopotamia, which nowadays we would call Iraq. And we follow Amy Leatheran, who is a nurse, mm-hmm. and she's been hired by Dr. Leisner. I think that's his name. Yeah, that is his name. To be the nurse companion of his wife, Louise, who is really on edge and they're all saying that she's really anxious. We think that she needs a professional to come and look after her. Yes. So Amy's like, yep, no worries, goes out to this archaeological dig where, of course, we have a cast of characters. We've got archaeological assistants working with Dr. Leisner. We've got Louise. This is too much detail. Well, you, you don't know, you need just, to detail all the like people. There's a car- it's an Agatha Christie. People. There's a cast of characters yeah, all great. working on the dig. Fantastic. Louise tells the nurse pretty soon after the arrival that she's been receiving really threatening letters. And the thing that's making her anxious actually isn't like nerves. It's she's afraid she's going to be murdered. Well, because the letters say I'm going to, to kill, kill you. you. So being an Agatha Christie, that's really all we can say, except obviously there's a murder. Dun, dun, dun. And conveniently, guess who's in Mesopotamia? Well, he's not. He was somewhere. Yeah, actually, well, he, <laughs> he was, was like Mesopotamia adjacent or something. Yes. You know, clearly solving a different mystery, but Hercule Poirot and summoned he is because he knows all of like the local administrators of every district in well, the world. Well, not only that, but because it was the murder occurs inside the compound. Inside a locked room. In, yeah, it's essentially a locked room murder mystery. Yeah. And so they're like, Hercule Poirot would love this as a mystery. <laughs> Let's invite him. So that's the spoiler-free recap. It was amazing. Well done. So. I get well, to go first. You I do. never get to go These first. These are the exciting things so about excited. me doing terrible spoiler-free recaps. <laughs> Not terrible. You're lovely. All right. Thoughts? Uh, okay. So I would say. We've got the story and we've got the, the format. The format, yeah. So it's a Hercule Poirot. It's not my favourite Poirot. It's fine. Are I, any Poirots your favourite? They're not. You prefer no, Marple, I don't really you? love Marple. Yeah. I much prefer Marple. I like. I actually, my favourite Agatha Christie's to read as novels, though, have always been the no people ones, like the random, the random, like the pale horse, and pale the ones horse, that don't, and yeah, the yeah. Tommy and Tuppence, and like that kind of stuff. I much prefer to her more famous A list celebrity. Yeah, ones. pretty much. Yeah, yeah. But it's fine. She does a great mystery, and she knows how to how to kind of unravel that and take you on that journey. So that's all there in this book, as you'd expect, or in this radio drama, as you'd expect. I thought it was a really great radio drama. It's a BBC one, so it's, again, what you would kind of come to expect from the BBC. I thought the way the production of it was excellent, and I actually really liked because obviously it's turned then into a script from the original book, right? Yes. So the plot itself... 
I thought was fine. Not the greatest Agatha Christie ever, but fine. I haven't read the original book version of it. Yeah. So I will preface by saying that. So I'll be interested to see what your thoughts are because what I will say is I thought this was the perfect length. Sometimes I find with particularly Mm. Poirot that if he doesn't have any sort of – he did kind of – a little bit he confided in the nurse. Yeah, because it's a first person. Yes. But we didn't get a lot of that. We have no idea what Poirot is – thinking or what kind of things he's noticing and she didn't notice a lot so it was one of those ones that I don't like quite as much where everything is kind of questions questions mystery mystery no answers no way of ever trying to work it out and then solution solution Poirot's like let's gather them all in the room so I can tell you and you're like I feel like I could just read the beginning where the murder happens and then skip to the end where you tell me how it happened because all the stuff in between is just I'm never going to have a chance fluff. to work it yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. So I did think it was a little bit – for me it was a little bit too much one of those. Mm-hmm. But because of the entertaining characters and the good performances, the good vocal performances in this version of it, and because of that scripted – like having it all be presented in that scripted narrative format – over, therefore, a much truncated period minutes. of time. Yeah. It's an hour and a half. Hour and a half. I loved it. This is probably my favourite way to consume Agatha Christie, and I know that'll be a massively controversial opinion among Agatha Christie diehard fans, but the BBC went on a bit of a tangent of just recording so many of her books into these radio plays. And they all have the same person who plays yeah like Poirot had the same John person Moffat in all of the all radio of adaptations yep. and Marple is always Joan Hickson I think yeah. in all of the radio adaptations yeah. so so they have that kind of familiarity to them as you're listening to them and I just love them because I don't really feel the need to sit and watch things on television and and long-time listeners of the podcast absolutely know that I'm a multitasker just out of control like I will so I did so much sewing while listening to this and well you did an hour and a half I did an hour and a half (laughs) yeah so I really enjoyed that I guess I really enjoyed that component of it so for yeah I would go back and listen to it again I would recommend it I really enjoyed it even though it's like it's fine as a mystery yeah, because the it's not because it doesn't it. stick around that long. So I guess that's my point is because if I so if we had read the book version of this, which is why I said I it would be I say this with the caveat being that I have not read the book version. Mm. But I feel as though unless a significant chunk of the book has been removed for the purposes of making the radio play, I feel like I would not have enjoyed this anywhere near as much if I had read the book. Mm. Does that make sense? I think I would have – it certainly wasn't engaging enough for me to – Want to know more about everyone's story. Yes, that's exactly right. I feel no need to go and look the book up and read it having listened to this. I feel very sated. So I very much recommend it in this format as an awesome, really entertaining and gripping thing to listen to while doing something else. What do you think? Well, I have read the book. Yeah, I was hoping so because I thought I thought that would be an interesting perspective. And one thing that sometimes happens in adaptations from book to radio drama of Agatha Christie is she did a bit of adaptation of some of her work to the stage. Right. And when she did that, she made the ending different. Yeah. So all of the plays 
like Death on the Nile, the stage play, different ending. I love that, though, because I feel like that's a deliberate... Yeah, it's... If you've read the book, you still don't know what's going to yeah, happen. So you, yeah, Yeah. You won't know who's done it. So sometimes there's the radio play draws influence from the stage play rather right. than the book. But this one is the book, and it I, doesn't see, I feel really... like the fact that you can do that just reiterates what I'm saying, that... Nothing has been decided. There are so many different ways it could go quite logically by the end that really just rewriting what Hercule Poirot says in that last scene changes who did. I agree with Mm. you that the bits in the middle, what I remember is I remember the setup. Yeah. I remember the sound effects and I remember the inner room denouement. Yeah. And all the bit in the middle doesn't really matter quite too much. They've got the usual, you spend a little bit of time with each person. He has a conversation. It could be everyone. It could be everyone, but. It probably isn't Nurse Leatherin because she, we are. She narrates this, yes. so we're with her. We know for where a bit she of it. was, and well, it often I, makes me think: if I were murdered, and everyone were interviewed, would everyone have a motive for killing me? I always think that's fascinating when you go through and you interview everyone. You're like, well, it really could be any well, of I mean, these people. They would if you went back in time to like the 1930s, maybe. They and you were of a particular class of society. Everyone would have a motive. You know, oh, everyone would have Lord. some sort of backstory because it'd be at a house party. That's true. So, I go to house parties. <laughs> Not 1930s house parties, but house parties. Yes. So I thought that I completely agree with what you're saying about it's a, the truncated form is the right way. Well, you're not losing yeah, out no. anything between it. Um, the book is quite quick, as a lot of them are, but totally reiterate what you're saying about this being a really great format to consume it. I cut out a pattern. I really enjoy listening yeah. to it. It's a really concise mystery. They've done yeah. a fantastic adaptation. The story, I never remember... Who did it? This one I have vague inklings. I've listened to it a couple of times, but when I listen to it, I'm like, I oh, hadn't... is this the one? Oh, okay, yes, it is when he gets I've always, I always pick who did it. Yeah, but you, I had never listened this. to this one before, but I, I was you were like, like it's oh, clearly... I bet you blah, blah, yeah, blah, blah. Exactly. Blah, blah, blah. But the thing that I will say is Agatha Christie wrote a couple of books that are set in this sort of At Mesopotamian dig site. dig site. Yeah. And I do get them confused. So it's not necessarily a distinctive listen, except for the fact that it's got first-person narration. The other one, which I think is called Appointment with Death, but I can't be sure, is also very similarly set. And the only difference is it doesn't – it's got Poirot, but it doesn't have a first-person narrator in it. No, it doesn't. That's the one with the angry old lady. Yes. And he overhears at the hotel. Correct. We should just kill her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that one too. This one. I had never listened to this one before. And when you were like, let's do Murder in Mesopotamia, I thought thought it was the angry old lady. No. But I also really enjoy about this mystery, what really stands out and why I've listened to it a couple of times is I really enjoy the setting. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm a sucker for like, I I love they came to Baghdad and the great part of it occurs on an archaeological dig. Yeah. And at that point in time, Agatha Christie had moved out to that part of the world because she'd married an I know, eminent archaeologist. I talk about this every time. But it comes through in the setting. Oh, it of quite... course it does. And I always wonder, I think for me it comes through in the characters. So that they this, must be someone. Yes, I feel like I feel always like a who's, foreign linguist. Yes, yes. There's, and I just always think, who was on a dig site with Agatha Christie, being like, "Oh, I turned up in I." That's me in Murder in Mesopotamia. Rude, Agatha. Like I just, yeah, I always wonder. That would be so fun because yeah. you know that she's drawing on like, absolutely like everybody the little does. rooms that mm-hmm. have all the artifacts in. Yeah. She's and then she's going, "Ooh, how could I make this be something that makes people go?" <gasps> so. 
I would also recommend it. I would recommend this particularly if you are a person who enjoys a murder mystery but has always struggled to properly get into Agatha Christie. Yes, this, this is, is a really a, this good This is way. a great way to do yes. it. To enjoy her stories without perhaps having to spend quite so much time. In the relationship yeah. setup that happens in, yeah. in like Act 2. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Act yeah. 2 you can sometimes get bogged down in. But yeah. this moves so quickly and then poor Rose like, and now we need to go. Can we all sit down? Let's all sit down. I've worked it out. And you're like, oh, my gosh. I barely even finished making this tote bag. What's going on? (laughs) I I hadn't even finished cutting out my pattern. (laughs) So I think it's a... It's a recommend. It's a a treasure. I'll go back and listen to it again. I bought it on Not the greatest mystery, but a really enjoyable listening experience. Yeah. There you go. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you very much for spending some of your time with us, and hopefully it has also been an excellent listening experience. (laughs) Join us again next week. We will bring you more spoiler-free recaps, reviews, and recommendations for whatever we've read. And until then, happy reading! And just a quick reminder here at the end of the podcast that we would love to hear from you. We want your recommendations. The good, the bad, the interesting, doesn't matter. Please reach out. Send us an email at trashortreasurepodcast at outlook.com. Or we are also available at the world's most awkward Twitter handle, which Amy has to tell you about. Listen to our Twitter handle. It's the greatest. It's at or underscore treasure. Doesn't that just roll off the tongue? (laughs) And with those encouraging words, tweet or email us. We love to hear from you. Happy reading. Cheers.